Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Author Eki. Today, I have uh, J.L. Sullivan, who is a young adult author. Uh, and he's going to tell you about his audience, about his books. He has his first book published about a year and a half ago. And I'm sure he's working on others, as other authors do, one or more at the same time, honestly. Yep, always. So, uh, J.L., take it away. Yeah, thanks for having me, Travis. Yeah, so uh, my debut, Young Adult Urban Fantasy, came out May, about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very loose reimagining of Aladdin and his wonderful lamp. So, oh, I'm excellent. Louis. Yeah, it's about a 15-year-old who finds a genie um, buried under his building here in town, and the twist is the genie, instead of granting wishes, grants uh, what he reads off of the kid's mind. So as you can imagine, a 15-year-old boy has a lot of fleeting thoughts passing through that don't always lead to good things. So a little yeah, bit of horror to it, uh, but mostly yeah. fantasy. Yeah, I'm a, I remember uh, watching I Dream a Genie and always wanting to fight a genie. Yes. That. <laughs> I've never found one. None of those. It's much more monstrous than uh, that oh. character named I Dream a Genie. So what got you into writing for young adults? You know, I've always done it. Uh, I started probably back in sixth grade. I remember my parents bought me a word processor, probably dating myself. But it was one of those. Oh, wow. Looked like a typewriter and it had a LCD that you would type one line on and then it would spit it out in the paper and uh-huh. yeah, start yeah. writing science fiction. You know, it was the 80s. So, of course, it had a nuclear bomb in it and people were trying to repopulate in this underwater city. And every week I would dole out, it was 12 pages. Three chapters, uh-huh. four pages each. I was very analytical. Um, I do like episodes as the serial, right. basically. Um, yeah. So I did that. And um, and then high school, wrote for a paper. did a column for the local paper there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get along with that for anybody watching that's done journalism. It's very rigid. And I was in high right. school, so I knew way more than the person helping me. And wanted to where usually go and flower <laughs> yeah, language, yeah. and they're like, "No, this is this is a newspaper. You don't do that." Um, <laughs> so I ended up starting a literary journal in high school, which got me a little scholarship to college. Had a creative writing minor, and it's just mm-hmm. always been a hobby of mine. Excellent, excellent. So, have you ever thought about putting a group of short stories together that you wrote when you were younger in, in a in a book? I don't know. I've thought about it, but you know, obviously. I'd have to do a major rewrite. Um, oh, of course. I like to think I developed a little bit since then, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I much more. I like the form of the long, the, the long mm-hmm. form narrative is much right. more speaks to me now than the short. Mm-hmm. I find it harder to write a short story and have a, 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 a solid arc and really appreciate right. people that can do the short stories. Cause I just don't, maybe I'm long winded, but I just, I need the, the fuller arc to, to tell you need the whole thing there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can write short emails, uh, <laughs> and I, I only read the only read about the first two sentences of an email, yes, uh, yes, which sometimes exactly. is not good because really the meat of the subject is in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, who did you self-publish? Did you go through somebody or how, how did you get your book published? No, traditionally published. Um, I got lucky though, because, you know, it is, is, you know, it's, it's a hard path to be traditionally mm-hmm. published. There was yeah. a writer's conference in town. I was very connected with the St. Louis Writers Guild. Um, and so network there, they had a conference and they brought in some agents and publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an opening, so I did, I was trying to go the agent route, did agents, did some pitches yep. and I had some time. And so a publisher was there, didn't have anyone. So she was like, do you want to come? You know, I'm free. I said, okay. And she represents an agency that does predominantly romance. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm doing young adult and got really lucky. She's like, we're actually, we're trying to expand. So, oh wow, we, we went something Perfect timing. Else. So, yeah, it was just kind of a coincidence thing. So, pitched yeah. to her, she liked it, and then they started doing more adult thrillers and young adult. 
And so I just right place, right time, got in with them and they've, they've been incredible to work with. Excellent. Excellent. So are you, uh, when you, do you write now? I mean, are you writing another novel right now? And, and how, do you have a plan? Like I'm going to do X amount of words a day, or I've have to finish a chapter or I've got to get the thought out or what, what, how do you, how do you write right now? No, or how do you? Not, not work. Yes, I am writing, um, trying to get a sequel to this one done. Um, my editor has been awesome, but she's also like, are, are we done yet? Where are we at? Where are we at? So getting <laughs> initial feedback now. Um, yeah. I'm not, I don't really track myself on word count more time. I've got two preteens. My wife owns a business, mm -hmm. so she's got things going on. Um, and so the schedule is usually I get up about four 35 in the morning, mm -hmm. work out, and then I write until my day job starts. And so usually I try to do at least an hour on weekdays in the morning. Okay. The quiet. Um, well, you knock out a couple hundred words though. I mean, that's yeah. 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 I'm, I'm usually, I'm a, I'm a morning writer. Are you? Me too. Uh, because uh, well, I retired, you know, year year and a half ago, but then I got bored. So last February, I started working for the school district here in Allen, Texas, as a monitor on a school bus. You know, okay. I get like you know six hours a day, but I get like five hour break in the middle. Yeah. So I go. You know, that's when I you know I do my you know workout and you know write. Um, so I do like because when I get home, I'm like I'm not physically exhausted. I'm just mentally like okay, I'm spent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I just like to write in the morning after I work out. I think that helps. I like listening to music when I work out. They give me creativity. And yeah. then I like to listen to music as I write. How much, how much time do you spend a day writing? You think on average? Uh, three hours, three or four hours. Yeah. That's great. That is great. I did. Uh, so I, I was, uh, I had two books out and I was writing a, a third in the series. I got about 40,000 words into it. And then I had an idea for another book. Okay. So I'm I'm kind of squirrelish. So I put that sequel on the back burner. I'm still, you know, formulating and everything. Yeah. But now I'm writing a historical fiction of World War One. Wow. And so I started uh, two weeks ago and I've got about, you know, twenty one thousand, twenty two thousand words done already. Okay. Because it's just coming so so natural. Yeah. Uh, Did you do and, a lot of research for that? Because I couldn't oh imagine my goodness. historical fiction. Uh, I'd be just I mean, paralyzed. It, it is amazing. You know, you, when you, I, lo I love doing research anyways, even for my fiction books, mm -hmm. uh, thrillers, because I want it to be believable. Yeah. Um, but, you know, doing, uh, you know, World War I, you, you know, you read about, you know, MacArthur, Eisenhower, Truman, Churchill, Hitler, Goering, uh, Montgomery. All of these people were in Roosevelt, World War I, some shape or fashion. Yeah. Now fast forward, 1940 or early 30s, you know Hitler, late 20s, early 30s, um, and then all through World War II, that's the same people. Wow, and it's almost the same, you know. Then of course Eisenhower was the president, Truman was the president, mm -hmm. you know. But it's the same. It's 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 kind of like let's do a family tree of this, not from a family perspective, but from a professional perspective and where the world happened. You know, like boom, you know, yeah. Here was uh, and so many things were created out of World War One. But you know we're living in a world now that was created because of World War One, mm -hmm. with the vision of because countries, boundaries, mm -hmm. things like that. So I found it very interesting, and I'm, I'm, I'm just a ton of re I'm, I've got with a, uh, he is a, a presidential historian out of SMU, okay. But but now he's doing some. He works at the University of Nebraska, so he's kind of helping me along a little bit. Um, you know, if I need something or whatever, uh, because some stuff you just can't find on the internet. But a lot of, there's a lot out mm -hmm. there. 
Yeah. Oh, I was wondering too. I've never done that before, but do you, do you have to, I'm just thinking if you name Roosevelt, say, do you have like his estate to attend to? Like, are you worried? And I don't know if that's even a thing. Do they call you and be like, no, 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 we don't like how you're painting him. I wanted, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't call out there. Uh, they're, they're not even mentioned in my book. Got it. Okay. So okay. Th- this, this is, uh, if, uh, it's, I don't want to, I haven't told anybody the title yet. Okay. All right. Sorry. I have, I have everything. But <laughs> it's very exciting Sorry. I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. So tell us. So what is your, what, so when you're thinking about your sequel, mm-hmm. are you carrying forward the main character, whether they're, uh, you know, protagonist or antagonist? Mm-hmm. What do you, how do you carry that along? And it's hard. Kill people written, off. Yeah. I've never, I do kill <laughs> people off. It's always an enjoying writer. Um, no, it's, it's, this takes place two weeks after the first book. So almost like an extension of the first. Oh, wow. Book. Okay. Um, and it, it was hard. Like I got some initial feedback from beta readers and, and, and my editor that, you know, some of the themes, why don't we try this? And, um, cause it's hard to write a sequel, right? You're not sure how much do you need oh, to recap? Yes. How much yes. do you just assume they know? And this we're hoping it'll come out next summer, mm-hmm. which means it'll be about two years between releases. So even people mm-hmm. who read it, enjoyed it, probably need at least a little refresher. Mm-hmm. How much do you give them without boring people? And it, yes. it was a challenge for me. I've, I've never done that before. So it's. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting to see how that goes. So the beta readers have been awesome who read the first one because they oh, read great. it before the first one came out. And I feel mm-hmm. like, as, as you know, beta readers are essential in this business to get that mm-hmm. informal kind of candid, even if they, if, even if they don't know what doesn't work to hear a mm-hmm. reader say, this chapter sucks. Like, yeah. okay, I'll fix it. Just thank you for telling me that. Or this right, chapter right, exactly. was amazing. Why is it only five pages? Like, um, right. So yeah, that's, that's essential. So yeah, the whole sequel thing is new. So it's been, um, interesting to figure out those things and where that, that balance is. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest things. How much do you want to tell the reader about that person again? Yeah. Yeah. And then you want to have enough where, okay, maybe they haven't read the first one. They read the second one. You've gave them enough that, no, I need to go back and look at the first one because now they're interested in how did this character evolve over the course of the first book? Yeah. And how did they? How do they, you know, we get done there. How do they even make it through the first yeah. book? So now I've got to go back and read the first one. And then when, you know, you put the, the third out or whatever, they're, they're ready. They're more, that's always been a thing. How much do you want to put out about a, a character already? Mm-hmm. I think it's more the interesting or the, uh, the idiosyncrasies of the character that you want to put out. You know, like one of my characters wears the same suit every day. Really? Uh, say, you know, same color. No, not the same suit, the same color jacket, the same color pants, the same shirt, everything. Yeah. Because he says he was in the army and he got out and he goes, well, I would waste too much time trying to figure out what to wear. So I wear the same thing every day. <laughs> so people always ask him, hey, Texas had a new suit, you know, because it's the same, basically the same one. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, I, that, it, that, that's I think a, that was Steve Jobs thing too. Didn't he always wear that turtleneck and Michael Dell. It or something? I think Michael Dell does it. When I when I'm, I used to work yeah. at Dell, when I met him, when I saw him, he always wore the same same suit. Yeah, I'm like, well, that that makes sense because you know, you how much t- how much time and how much money and time is there? You know, how much money uh, time is there worth their money or whatever, right? So it's yeah, mm-hmm. so it's interesting. But yeah. I don't do that because I don't, I don't I don't make enough money to worry about how much time I take. To dress. <laughs> 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 whatever. <laughs> I forgot a sock. Oh, well, I'm getting old. It doesn't matter. So, how, what's your family think of this? I mean, you got two young preteens. Are they pretty? Uh, they pretty psyched about? It? Like, hey, my dad's a writer. The books yeah. in the library. 
they're, they're my best beta readers because I'm oh, yeah, excellent, especially because I've got 11, 13 year olds, a 13 year old to read it. And uh-huh. I, like this one, I had her read the first chapter of the sequel. I'm like, how's, cause she read the first book. I'm like, does this, does this get you in the first chapter? And, and I don't remember, I said something, it was slang. And I, and she's like, I don't know. Why did you say that? I'm like, well, you say that all the time. And I, I'm always amazed by no, that. Yes, yeah, well, no, she, she had a really good feedback. And I'm like, oh, that's, she was just like, well, yeah, I mean, I say it now, but it's going to date your book in five years. And I'm like, are you 13? You just said that to me. I'm like, you're right. That's amazing. Okay, cool. Like, so it was kind of a, uh, like, maybe she's education's had, paying off. Really yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they're hey. excited and, you know, it's in their school library and stuff, which is kind of fun. And, um, my niece did, a, excellent. She did a book report on it recently and sent me kind of her book report. And I'm like, so that was, so it's fun, you know. It's it's. That oh, that's movie. excellent. Yeah. Have you ever done a reading in their library? I haven't. I haven't. I. I it probably should. Maybe their English class and. Um, yeah. No, I haven't. Get, it's get with the local high school or you know the high school or whatever because a lot of them uh, they have English departments and they're creative writing and always mm-hmm. you know get somebody in there that's you know wrote uh, you know wrote something that nobody's ever written before. Yeah. That you know that's the epitome of creative. Uh, yeah. you know so it's that uh, uh i also uh spoke the local uh, library here in allen yeah uh and so you know because it's all about how do you get your name nobody knows who you are mm-hmm. so you have to build a brand around yourself and your book yeah or books right and that's the hardest thing that i that i can, that I can see and i always like giving folks advice on okay you know the, what kind of marketing would you do with Twitter, Facebook, Amazon? What works, what doesn't? Because a lot doesn't. And you have, I would assume, like myself, I have a finite amount of money. Yep. And I want to be able to. Social media yeah. can just be a time suck. Oh, it's a mind-numbing experience. It's the, it's the demise of Western civilization. I, <laughs> I am a firm believer. In so you don't do any social that. media then with your promotion? Oh, I do. Because I, I want to help demise people. So <laughs> I want my fair share. People have money, right? <laughs> yeah, I want my fair share. I'm like Charlie Brown. I just want, my, or no, uh, Lucy. Yeah, Charlie Brown. I just want my fair share. You know. So, uh, but yeah. So that. So how, how do you how do you market? How, how, how what? Tell me about your book launch. Or did or did you even give it a lot of thought? Because I I found that authors like new authors. I didn't. My first book, I didn't give it much thought. The second book, I didn't even get much thought. But the third one. I'm already prepping and I, it's going to be a year, uh, six to nine months before it's out. I'm already prepping. Yeah. What am I going to do? I mean, it's trial and error. So the publisher helps a lot because they've got a vested interest. So mm-hmm. I think, which I don't know how self-published authors do it without that, that advice. Now mm-hmm. my publisher didn't do a lot. They sent me kind of a, here's the things you want to do or should do. Yeah. Um, so we talked about social media and doing young adult. It's all about TikTok and Instagram. Um, but they say, you know, Facebook, a lot of authors use this. If you want to co-host, you probably do Facebook, yeah. Twitter was Twitter at the time was kind of like, mm, if you want to, you can, mm. um, they have guidance on maybe, um, some contests to enter that they find valuable. So enter some, some contests. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of just a checklist and they did their social media platform. I did mine. Right. So it was, it was trial and error. Um, with the second book, I'm much more, I kind of kept a list, a big spreadsheet of kind of, here's the stuff I did. Mm-hmm. Here's the dates I did it before release, after release, during, day of, and then did it work? Did it not work? What did I get out of it? 
And then so for the second book, then I'll be, I think, smarter about where you put your mm -hmm. funds, right? Because yes. if you just do every contest that comes across your email, you, you'll spend thousands and thousands of dollars. And do you really get a lift out of winning first place somewhere? Some you do, some you don't. So it kind of just depends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depends how people view that gold sticker on the book. Um, yeah. So I'll be a little more, I think, especially with the debut book, you get very wrapped up in the excitement. Cause you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be Stephen King in like two months. How do I deal with life? Are they going to be paparazzi outside my house? All that stuff. And you get kind of yeah. lost in the moment. And now looking back, I'm like, well, I probably shouldn't have done that or didn't need to do that. But here's some other things I've learned along the way. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll definitely be, I think, more focused on the second one mm -hmm. um, with what I do and when timing wise, there were some things I probably should have done. I didn't know about. And when yeah. I tried to do it, they were like, we have to do that pre-release. We don't really do reviews post-release. and um so it's like a whole business managing even the the marketing piece you know we talk about oh, social yeah. media that was a big a big launch for me and i was never on tiktok i was on mm -hmm. facebook with my friends a little bit of titter uh twitter for uh news outlets and stuff mm -hmm. and that was it so i had to get into yep. instagram i had to get into again my 13 year old came in handy with the tiktok um so it was kind of like i would do some videos and she's like no that that's that's dumb take, take two <laughs> do it again and she's like, let's try this scene. Let's do this. Don't talk about that. Don't. I'm like, well, I'm not doing dancing. So let's yeah, figure yeah. out. Because <laughs> um, she was kind of my social media producer for a while. But then, um, yeah, so it's it's a learning but thing. But she wanted pay. Then she oh, wanted she money. Did. You had she to did. fire her. Out. You had I to fire like, her. <laughs> I'll give you three bucks if you help me do this video. And then she's like, well, this one involves graphics. How about five? And I'm like, all right, fine. Five bucks for this one. Oh, I like an like, entrepreneur. Well, now I'm doing this. I'm putting some soundtrack to it. How about seven? Okay, you're fired. I can't afford you anymore. I can't do that. Yeah, you're done. TikTok video. Um, so, but she's now she's come around and she'll just help me out of the goodness mm -hmm. of her soul. And, you know, because I feed her. I'm cleaner. Yeah. Well, that, that helps. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at the third book release. I'm gonna do it like a business plan. Yeah, because it is, it's a business, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you know, uh, you know the target audience. Uh, re, you know, who are you gonna reach out to? What is similar to? Where, who are the competitors? Even though they're not competitors, similar books. Mm -hmm. Not competitive. You're not competing against anybody in the book industry. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's enough readers out there for everybody, and everybody's yeah. reading a lot of books. Uh, and, you know, what's my marketing dollar? Who am I going to market? When am I going to market? When am I going to have these campaigns and do all these different things? Uh, I've started a couple of businesses. And I said, you know, that's where, how you have to be able to uh, run it as yeah. as a business because that's what you're trying to do. Because this book is, the audience is maybe totally different, right? And who do I, who do I want to read reviews and, and you know, where am I going to tout it and how am I going to, what I found is, very interesting, very, very beneficial is if you can get, you know, uh, somebody that's an expert in whatever you're writing about or someone who's written a book like that and is very well known to be able to put a, a, a quote on the book when yeah. it's published, right? On the, on the cover yeah. or, or inside or whatever. And mm -hmm. I, from, from my perspective, you know, meeting a lot of authors, you know, some are very well known like myself. Nobody knows me. But they they're willing to help you with that and just say hey, just yeah. reach out to them. That's what I found, and I knew a lot of it through through uh, X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and you and you, and you learn a lot from those other authors. Even oh yeah, tremendous. My publisher connected. There's I think ten of us that that they kind of connected on our that all kind of came out that year, and so encouraged mm -hmm. us. They encouraged us to like kind of review each other and stuff. Being a romance author or a romance publisher, 
mm-hmm. read a lot of romance that first year, which I'd never read before, but it was good for me. I got to see kind of a different genre. Your wife was like, oh, what's up with you? You're different. I'm, her, I, I, <laughs> someone said, I'm like, look at this. And she said, what are you reading? <laughs> um, a great group of writers and, and they've become friends. With so I was trying to like Barry White. Yeah. <laughs> and all the subgenres and romance yeah. are insane about like steamy and sweet and all that. So it's, uh, yeah. but, but I learned a lot from the writing style and different mm-hmm. genres and a lot of the historical romance, which I'd never read before. Right. Um, and so I think that's important too, to read outside of your genre and learn kind of what are the tropes and what are the things that other people are doing that maybe you can adopt, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to adopt erotica into a young adult book. But there might be right. some other historical components and writing styles that I would I would adopt in. Right. Yep. And and to your point too, I think following other authors, what are they doing on social media or their website, blog, whatever it is they use, and how are they leveraging it, what works and what doesn't work, and and what do I like as a consumer when I go on TikTok? What are the videos mm-hmm. that really keep my attention? And maybe right. I should do those. Like I don't care if people dance to the music like my daughter does. Right. I'm like, I don't really care. Like but people that give like writing tips or reviews or mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well I'll watch their video. Cause it's interesting right. to see their point of view. Yeah. I, I've, I've got a TikTok. Uh, it's called the, uh, I think walking author. Okay. Cause what I'll do is I, you know, I walk like every morning and I, every once a week or something, I'll, when I'm walking, I'll, I'll throw a video out there. Yeah. You know, like, okay, Hey, uh, you know, book launch or uh, like I'm writing this, this world war one or any other advice I hear or, or see or think about, I'll put it on a little short, you know, less than a minute video on TikTok just to, cause just want people to be reoccurring Yep, coming out there. It's all, you know, the algorithm is how much you put out. You got to be a regular uh, contributor to be able to start building uh, those audiences, no matter what hashtag or whatever you put in there, you've got to be able to build that content. And Facebook, you know, a, a little bit more, you know, probably to my friends and anything mm-hmm. twitter uh x yeah i don't i don't, I don't run any twitter ads or nothing I, but i reach out to a lot of people on there mm-hmm. uh amazon ads I'm, i don't i don't know you know i can max out the uh you know cost per click and not get any clicks so i'm like mm-hmm. okay so the, somebody already has this all wrapped up <laughs> i can probably name about four different you know people that have it all wrapped up um so you yeah so that's interesting you bring up a good point about ads. I think ads though can be valuable on what's it called on meta. So the Facebook, Instagram stuff, mm-hmm. because they'll break down who's actually clicking through. So you can yes. see like for me, I did a few Facebook ads and it was people 50 to 80, 80 mm-hmm. plus. I'm like, well, I don't know if they'll really read my book. Maybe mm-hmm. I'd love it if they did. I'm not sure. So I'm like, okay, maybe Facebook is, is skewing a different demographic. So I should spend right. my advertising dollars on Instagram or something that's a little younger. So some of those ad platforms are great just to experiment with what hits and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, you have to know your audience. Mm-hmm. It's all demographics. I do uh, book signings in Kroger um, yeah. through a, through a program. So, you know, and I track, okay, who buys the books and who they buying them for. Uh, it's, it's probably, you know, 60% women that are buying my books yep. because really? they're probably giving you as a gift. I would have thought men with your, with your genre. They give it to their, they're giving to their husbands or, or fathers as gifts. Okay. So, you know, you know, so how are you going to, how you target that's a little interesting, but yeah, you can do that. Um, but I've found too is those uh, signings like that mm-hmm. are a great way to get, you know, they'll stop. Oh, the cover, right? You, the, I mean, the cover's got to catch them. Yeah. The, and then, you know, what's your elevator pitch? Everybody's mm-hmm. got to have an elevator pitch. How long is the elevator pitch? 30 seconds. How long does it take you to go from floor two to floor three, right? 
that's your elevator pitch. You know, just boom, yeah. boom, boom. And then if they want to follow on conversation, then you can have a follow on conversation. Mm-hmm. But, but I think, you know, then a lot of authors I think are, are probably introverted, introverted mm-hmm. where I'm not <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, so I don't have a problem, you know, talking to people. Um, but so, you mentioned business though. It is like yeah. elevator pitch. A lot of those, some of you, know, my day job is in the business world and it, mm-hmm. it is a business. I think a lot of authors get into this, that it doesn't matter if you sign with the Simon and Schuster, if you're a mm-hmm. debut author, you're not going to get the Stephen King treatment or the, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to, it doesn't matter the size of the press as a debut author, you still have to run your business and mm-hmm. do those type of concepts. And I always think, um, when I talk to authors who who want to get signed, like, you know, take a business class along with your creative. Writing. Oh yeah. You've got to balance both. You got to know those ROI terms and yep. marketing terms. And how do you get people's attention to your point? What's your elevator pitch? You can't go in. Well, it was about this woman who like did this thing and you start rambling on, you lose mm-hmm. people and they'll be polite, but yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize how much I didn't realize how much of a business it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you look at a, if you look at a book, you know, selling a book, you know, you got to, I always equate it to a pie, right? Mm-hmm. I divide a pie in three pieces. Mm-hmm. And then to me, and they may not even be proportional, right? Some are bigger than others. Like writing the book, that's, you know, that's a, that's the first piece of the pie, which may not be as big as, okay, then editing, formatting, cover, boom, 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 right? The third piece is the marketing aspect of it, mm-hmm. which may be the bigger piece and maybe takes you longer to, to bite and eat. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, how, how long do you market a book? And uh, I was talking to somebody, they said, you know, three over, over three years, you should be marketing a book for at least three years. Wow. Especially like, you know, like you and myself, we write sequels or we write other books. Yeah. Because you want, even though that book may be a little older, it still has value to that person who's never read it. Yeah, that's true. And has read your, some of your other stuff because people, mm-hmm. oh, I want to know the genesis of like, you know, James Bond, you know? Yeah. was a Casino Royale. I think that was the first book. I think it so, wasn't dude. the first movie, or, or and the first movie of the uh, Jane Bond. You know, uh, Sean Connery was Goldfinger. Yeah, but was that the first book of Ian Fleming? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't think so. I think it was uh, Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but you go back and you want to read that because okay, how did James Bond even? You know, how was he created? Who was it's he? The origin story. Exactly. So I think a lot of folks, even when you're writing, people go back, people reading Stephen King books that are 20 years old mm-hmm. because they just, they found it and found out and they're just started reading his, uh, his books or, you know, uh, or, you know, Flynn or, you know, mm-hmm. Jack Carr or anybody else like that. Right. Yeah. And they do, and they start looking back at those books and those books are, are still selling. Well, I think, you know, you mentioned the pie too. I always tell people too, I think you have, if you want to be a writer, you have to enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll be miserable. If you're just waiting to to be on the New York Times bestseller list, you'll yeah. be miserable. You have yes. to find some pleasure in the writing and the editing and the business piece, and then the re-editing, and then going back to the business piece and back to the editing, and then maybe writing a little bit more new stuff, but back to the editing. And it's that whole, and then the submission process, and then waiting to hear back, which takes months, and then maybe it's rejection. So you polish yep. it, and it's. And I think if you don't have that meticulousness, it it It'll just be a miserable life. You know, you have to, you know, and sometimes editing, I I find joy in it when I'm, it's, we talked earlier at the yeah. top of the hour, like, you know, um, you know, it's, I got my coffee, it's kind of chilly. I'm in the basement and I'm just like, you know, but just going through trying to find those, 
the passive verbs or the the adjectives I don't need or whatever it is. Like it's right. like you have to like that process. And, and right. you know, I was, I was thinking, I was telling a friend of mine, he's a big golfer. I don't golf. Um, but I'm like, it's kind of the same thing. Right. I told him, I'm like, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't golf because you think you're going to be in the PGA. Like mm-hmm. you golf because you want to be better at it and just improve yep. your game and you enjoy it. I make your sales quota. <laughs> that too that too and i was like for me i i can't imagine spending eight hours on a golf course it sounds miserable to me because i don't enjoy yeah. it but like it's the same thing like i'm i'm doing it just to get better and improve my craft right. and hopefully it hits and for me it did which i'm so so grateful but you know you have to right. just like wanting it to hit and, and trying yeah. to get better at it you know so my, i i like to print the book out on paper and read it and then that's mm-hmm. how i correct it is going back and reading it. Yeah. I can read it all day long on the, you know, on the screen and use grammatic or whatever, grammatically or whatever that's called. Um, but I do, I like printing it out and looking at, it, oh, okay, that's, that, that word's not right or, you know, that wasn't caught. Because, you know, you know, AI is produced by humans and humans are, uh, have faults. And, you yeah. know, and so you got to look at it yourself. That, that's for yeah. sure. Now, so yeah, have you got a title for your next one? I think I'm going to go with Beyond Brick and Darkness. Okay. So, so you, you have the book, your, your current book out so we can see what it looks like? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's check it out. Awkward, but yeah, here's the... So tell us about it. Tell us about the book. Let's, uh, yeah, so it's a picture. reimagining of Aladdin's Lamp. And okay. so, like I said, it's about um, a 15-year-old boy who finds a genie. And the genie um, reads the kid's thoughts. And then starts acting upon him, thinking he's granting the kid's wishes. So the entire book is the kid and his two friends really trying to get rid of the genie. Like it's not really a Aladdin type story where they're happy to have oh, a wow. movie singing. It's much more. I went back to the original Aladdin is Wonderful Lamp from Thousand One um, Arabian Nights, mm-hmm. and so um, you know, kind of use of the word jinn, much more of kind of a demon spirit concept right. instead of a a blue guy voiced by Robin Williams. Um, so that's why a oh, little wow, bit of horror cool. comes up and went yeah. back to the source, the source material. So there's two gins in it. Um, uh-huh. So definitely much more of a metaphysical, but I want to make it very grounded in reality. Yep. The kids go to high school and live in a kind of an urban setting, doing kind of average things. And this kid just always has a desire to be something more or to have something mm-hmm. more and mm-hmm. realizes that um, wishes come with consequences sometimes. Did, uh, did they ever... Like, man, I'm glad I got this genie. This Porsche is awesome. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he thought. So they, they intentionally unearthed the gin. So they, they thinking, great, I'm going to go get the big penthouse. Well, I'm going to go live here. And it's as soon as they unleash it, they're like, oh, this isn't working right. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, the gin starts kind of manipulating the kid's life. And, and um, yeah, so it, it doesn't quite, he never gets to that point. I think so from, you know, Page 20 or so, he's like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. So where can everybody get a hold of you? So you can find me on social media, like we talked about. So um, JL Sullivan Author on TikTok and Facebook. JLS underscore author on um, Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. My book is available anywhere books are sold. Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Um, bookshop.org is a great if you're into supporting local bookstores. They will find a bookstore near you buy it from them and ship it to you. So I, I love to promote oh, great. bookstore.org. Um, yeah. So it's, it, it's out there in the world. Well, excellent folks go out there and check it out, especially it's Christmas time. Or I think by the time this uh, podcast come out, it's going to be after 
but there's always uh, birthdays and summer's going to be coming up and it's a good read. And, uh, but you, you know, encourage your kids to read because that's where their mind grows. Absolutely. That's where the, the adventures start. Yep. That's right. So the whole great. world is out there. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you being thank on. You, Travis. Appreciate it. Thanks yes, for sir. having me. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good one. All right.